Welcome to Living Well. I'm your host, Greg Horn, and I'm here to help you live a better life by sharing leading research, insights, and big ideas in the fields of science and practice that matter most to living well. We respect your time and strive to cultivate your interest in all facets of living well, so each segment will be swift, short, worthwhile, informative, free, and truthful. Today's topic, part of our personal practice track, is standing up for health, literally. You may have heard that sitting is the new smoking in terms of impact on our health, and research supports that emerging point of view. I've always had a high need for exercise and have made it a point to get some every day, at least 45 minutes to an hour of exercise three times a week. Lately, however, some cutting-edge research turns the idea and even the definition of regular exercise on its head. The fitness model that I and most of America used for the past few decades was to exercise for a total of 3 to 10 hours per week, and then for the remainder of the 168 hours or 112 waking hours in a week, we go about our business certain that we'd already achieved the movement that we need to keep us healthy. It's a great theory, and it probably inspired a lot of people to get regular exercise. However, the new research is showing that this idea isn't necessarily giving us the whole picture. How much we move or don't move during those other waking hours is important and contributes to our overall health. It may be even more important than our active exercise time. It turns out one of the most important things for health is to minimize sedentary time. Doctors have long used the word sedentary to describe individuals who don't get any regular exercise. By that definition, someone who does get regular exercise is not sedentary. However, the dictionary definition of sedentary is characterized by spending much time seated, not moving. In this light, even a person who spends 10 hours per week exercising can be sedentary if the rest of their 112 waking hours in the week are spent sitting. What researchers are finding is, even if you get the recommended amount of exercise, you still need to pay attention to the amount of time you spend in a sedentary state. Our bodies find prolonged sitting unnatural. After all, there are no chairs in nature. We evolved to move, and moving is a sign the body is healthy. When we move, we burn energy. Our muscles become an important part of our circulatory system, helping push blood throughout our bodies and deep into our tissues. From an evolutionary standpoint, sitting still for long periods of time was uncommon and probably only occurred during extended periods of food scarcity or injury. To our bodies, prolonged sitting may signal that it's important to conserve resources. This takes the form of several adaptations. Prolonged sitting has been found to reduce the release of lipoprotein lipase, an important enzyme that allows the body to consume fat as fuel. This suggests that when we're sitting for longer than an hour, our bodies become less able to burn fat, even if we're on a reduced calorie diet. When we're inactive, our bodies switch over to burning glucose or blood sugar, which contributes to rising and falling blood sugar levels, which may be a precursor to diabetes. Inactivity even reduces our HDL cholesterol levels. That's the good stuff you want more of and helps clear the bad cholesterol from your system. These responses may have helped our ancestors marshal their body's resources during lean times, but in the present day, they lead to increased risk for diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. Starting in 1982, researchers at the University of South Carolina received data about a set of 7,744 healthy adult males 
who had been surveyed by the Cooper Clinic in Dallas, Texas, about how much sitting they did each week, either driving or watching TV, and also about their exercise habits. These researchers followed up on deaths in this group via the National Death Index through 2003 for 21 years and found that the men who sat the most, about 23 hours a week or more, for these activities had a 64% greater risk of dying from heart disease than those who sat the least, which was less than 11 hours a week, regardless of the men's exercise habits. The study did find health and mortality advantages to regular exercise and being of normal weight as well. The lesson seems to be that the regular exercise and time spent sitting are independent factors, and sitting too much is a strong factor in risk of death, at least in terms of cardiovascular disease, even among those who exercise regularly. In another study published in the diabetes-related journal Diabetologica, teams in the UK looked at 18 previous studies that included a total of 800,000 subjects. This study, led by Dr. Emma Wilmot of the University of Leicester, found that those people who sat most had double the risk for diabetes, plus a higher risk for heart disease and death compared to the test subjects who sat the least. And according to another study, published in the International Journal of Behavioral Nutrition and Physical Activity, this is true even of people who regularly exercise. So what does this mean? On the face of it, it means that people from each study who spent the most time sitting had twice the risk of getting diabetes compared to the people from each study who spent the least time sitting each day. This group's risk for heart disease and death was also higher. That all sounds kind of scary, but I think there's a better way to look at it. The way I see it, if you're in a lifestyle that has you sitting for several hours a day, you may currently be at a higher risk for diabetes and heart disease. But you can significantly cut those risks starting right now by simply standing up and stepping out of that group. How do you remove yourself from this group that has such startling health implications? Stand up for health. You might want to do it right now. You have the power in this scenario. If you don't want to be sedentary, the easy solution is to stand up. Here's a very simple solution to the problem of excessive sitting. Stand up. As the repercussions of too much sitting have become known, stand-up desks have grown popular. I started using a stand-up desk four years ago. I immediately felt an improvement in my circulation and well-being compared to sitting all day. However, it's a big change, and you don't have to switch over from sitting to standing all day to start feeling the benefits. When I started using my stand-up desk, I split my time 50-50 between sitting and standing. That helped me get used to standing more throughout the day. It also meant that I wasn't standing or sitting for hours in a row. This let me adjust gradually to standing. After several months, I was standing up for about 75% of my workday, which is my current practice. Standing for most of my day has made huge differences in the way my back, neck, and shoulders feel at the end of the workday. Of course, standing for much of the day can take some getting used to, so start gradually. Alternating sitting and standing is a great strategy, and be sure to work more movement into your workday so you're not just standing in one place all day. The best way to combat a sedentary lifestyle is by adding more movement. Researchers call general movement, which is less than exercise but more than sitting, non-exercise physical activity. It's abbreviated NEPA. 
Typically, NEPA is walking, doing housework, gardening, moving furniture, and the like. It turns out that NEPA has a big impact on our health and fitness. In a study published in 2014 in the British Journal of Sports Medicine, researchers followed 4,232 60-year-old subjects for an average of 12.5 years and found that the high NEPA group had more preferable waist circumferences, HDL levels, and triglyceride levels in both men and women, and lower insulin and glucose levels in men compared to the low NEPA group. This was all regardless of what other exercise the subjects performed. At home, getting more movement, or NEPA, can be playing with your kids, walking a pet, doing some yard work or household chores, almost anything where you're not sitting or standing in one place for long periods. In the office, that can mean walking to meetings or spending some time at a stand-up desk. You can purchase a stand-up desk that's ready-made, or you can improvise by stacking boxes on your desktop. Some people are using treadmill desks or even adding laptop trays to treadmill to create walking desks. However, simpler strategies can also yield good results. You can have stand-up meetings where no one sits down. Not only does this increase everyone's movement level, but it also leads to shorter, more productive meetings. You can stand up for phone calls. I've been doing this for years and have noticed a very clear connection between standing and a positive outcome of the call. Not only can you get more movement this way, but people's voices tend to sound more authoritative and credible when they're standing up. That's my personal practice, standing up for health at every opportunity. As always, send your questions and comments to us at info at living-well.com and we'll answer them on a future show. You can also join us on Facebook at Greg Horn Living and subscribe to the Living Well with Greg Horn podcast to make sure you never miss an episode.